1: Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the... Fine, folks over at NetHealth. I am so excited that they are sponsoring the podcast. They came on in January for the year, and I could not be more honored to be partnering with them. So what do they do? They help to expand your visit capacity, get you paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance all through Redoc powered by XFit, which is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. So if you want to learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management, visit them at nethealth.com slash healthy. So big thanks to NetHealth. Now today's episode is yet another that was recorded live at CSM by my wonderful co-host and friend, Carrie Fuller. So she is a certified physical therapy assistant in neurodevelopmental treatment, a professional yoga therapist candidate in the practice of medical therapeutic yoga and received PTA recognition of advanced proficiency in neuromuscular physical therapy from the APTA. She earned a Bachelor's of Arts Summa Cum Laude Disability Studies in 2016 at City University of New York. She is currently the New York Physical Therapy Association Greater New York District Secretary and has been a Greater New York District Delegate to the Delegate Assembly for the past eight years, At the national level, Carrie is the elected PTA Caucus Representative of the New York Chapter and will have participated in the APTA House of Delegates for seven years this June. God love her. She has been an ambassador for PT Day of Service for the past three years. She presently works as Senior Physical Therapy Assistant at Mount Sinai West right here in New York City. And she is interviewing the wonderful Dr. Ginger Garner. Ginger is running for office, we always say. How come more physical therapists aren't running for office? Well, now we've got one. So Dr. Ginger Garner is a University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill trained doctor of physical therapy, as well as a licensed athletic trainer and professional yoga therapist. She has spent over 25 years studying and creating best fit evidence-based yoga practices in and outside of healthcare. A clinician and researcher specializing in functional integrative medicine and wellness, Dr. Garner is the founder of Professional Yoga Therapy Institute and author of Medical Therapeutic Yoga now translated into four languages. She has spent her career advocating for maternal health and recently spoke at World Congress on Physical Therapy on the global maternal health crisis and what mindful integrated physical therapy can do to affect postpartum outcomes. And she is now running for the North Carolina Senate District 2. So Carrie and Ginger speak about what it's like running for office. How did she do it? This is a inspirational episode in my opinion and hopefully it gets more people thinking well hey maybe I can run for office in my state or my town or even nationally. So congratulations to Ginger Garner and thank you Carrie Fuller for this great interview everyone enjoy.
2: Welcome to the Healthy Wealthy and Smart Podcast. I am guest host Carrie Fuller coming to you live from the American Physical Therapy Association's Combined Sections meeting in New Orleans. I am thrilled to be sitting next to our guest today, Dr. Ginger Garner. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. She also just spoke at Combined Sections meeting yesterday with, um, was it Susan Clinton?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So what was that about? We were talking about the voice. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> topics. That's right. Yeah, and especially in the city of New Orleans where music is just part of the ether in the air. We talked about, or we posed the question, are you listening to your patients? What their voice reveals about dysfunction. Awesome. That's perfect for New Orleans. I'm <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> sure it's great. And now, Dr. Ginger Garner is running for North Carolina Senate, I think District 2. That's yes, correct? Mm-hmm. So, public office. That is our topic for today. <laughs> Ginger, I am so excited that you're running for a Senate position in North Carolina. I've been saying for years that we need physical therapists and healthcare providers in public
0: office. And so I think it's great that you're doing this. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Carrie. I am um, honored to be in the position to do this. I think that for me, it's, not been a decision that I've come to easily or lightly and you know, for most people it, it probably isn't but uh, particularly when you're talking about and coming from where I'm coming from as uh, a woman as a mother um, as a CEO mm-hmm. <laughs> as a physical therapist your social commentary and the things that surround uh, the conversation of whether or not you do something like this What's um, the stakes higher for you? Absolutely. So it's been something that I've had to contemplate for quite a long time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: then, what drove you or inspired you to run for North Carolina
0: Senate? <laughs> well, um, we probably don't have enough time to get into the the nitty gritty of that, the, the <laughs> complete backstory, but. To make a a very long story short, like I just mentioned, um, Carrie, for me, the contemplation of this started probably over a decade ago. And it started based on work that I did in my late teens, in my early Mm twenties, into my early thirties based on humanitarian aid of just volunteer work and trying to make a difference with the lives of women and children in Haiti in the lives of women in Afghanistan and on the ground here in the United States. And when you have jobs like that, and I call them jobs because I think that's probably for me the best jobs that I've had are are ones that never paid me a dime. Right. It's that volunteer stuff uh, and work that really plugs you into your community and makes your life meaningful. Now that is really why I'm running because I am telling the truth when I say that those jobs were the, uh, turning points, the, the points that underscored that little voice inside my head and my heart that said, you're on the right path mm-hmm. and you're doing the right thing because you're serving other people. And so for me, the want to run is no different than the want that drove me to become a physical therapist or to work on aid, uh, um programs in Haiti or Afghanistan or mm-hmm. here, um, you know, in New York. Um, and then that drive is to help people. Right. And that service, uh, obviously expands as a mother. I'm a mother of three. Um, and to want to help other mothers have access to the care that they need as a clinician and a pelvic PT in orthopedics, working with women in chronic pain for 20 years, um, That is obviously something that is driving me into service as well, so the want to help everyone, but particularly uh, the women and children who can be the most marginalized voices and minorities in our society um, are all reasons that I'm running.
2: Oh, all amazing reasons, absolutely. Can you tell us how you got started with running for public office and what steps did you have to take?
0: Well, the first phrase that comes to my mind is one that's been used a lot. And I believe it's an African proverb, if I'm not mistaken, that says it it takes a village to raise a child, I believe it Mm -hmm. is. However, um, when I've taken on any serious project at all, that quote comes back to me that I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this because I'm strong enough on my own. The only reason that I can do it is because I have the support of other people because mm-hmm. it takes a village to do anything. Um, when I wrote my first book, I said the same thing. Wow, it, it really is going to take a village to get this done with the you know, 15, 18 people I had peer editing and helping me review the book and making sure that... Right. It was on target with what we needed and, of course, that it was based on um, evidence. Um, So, for me, how I got started with running is to reach out into that village and just to get that feedback. I mean, the first part of that village is asking my own family. Is this something that we can actually take on? Is this something that is realistic for us? Right. I don't think that I can ever answer the question, is the time right, and say, oh, yeah, the timing is Perfect. I mean, who says that?
2: (laughs) So much in life. I feel like there's never the perfect timing for anything. Exactly.
0: And um, the social commentary that I mentioned earlier that surrounds a woman doing anything, Mm -hmm. we tend to be highly scrutinized no matter what we do. You stay home and you're scrutinized. You go out to work, you're scrutinized. You just volunteer work, which is incredible, enormous, important work in our society. You can be criticized. It really doesn't matter what we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to come under heavier scrutiny for that. Um, so there is no perfect timing for me reaching out into that village and community of support, getting my family's support first and foremost. My children are among the most enthusiastic um, little citizens that said, oh yeah, mom, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Uh, over and over. And then in reaching out to other people in uh, the legislative level in North Carolina, in mm-hmm. our General Assembly, and hearing their stories was empowering to me uh, as a woman to overcome some of the social commentary that can be negative that we get. Oh, mm-hmm. you're a mom. Why are you running? Are you, oh, you're you're this. Right. Why are you running? Um, it helped me to overcome that, that negative commentary when I heard these stories where um, one of the senators um, that I spoke with, said do you know in talking to every person who's ever run a campaign that's a parent because it's a primary concern of mine right um, their children have never regretted seeing their parents run win or lose Mm -hmm. they've been so proud of their parents and that is a legacy and an example i think that we can all stand to to leave for our children our nieces our nephews or everyone that we know is um, to do good work and to realize that we can't accomplish any of it on our own. So getting started with running for public office and the steps that I needed to take for that started with reaching out to my own community, to re- right. reaching out to members of the General Assembly and other senators, people in the House of Representatives, um, and then to my own um, you know, tribe right. on the home front and <laughs> saying, well, what do you think? And all of that feedback was overwhelmingly, you know, yes not only can you do it but we'll support you while doing it and and here I am
2: (laughs) nothing better than a great support system to to carry you with that yeah um so what current issues are you wanting to advocate for in North Carolina and
0: why there are there's a a list longer than my arm (laughs) of things that I would like to advocate for, and I think that's why most people earnestly want to go into public service, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly in North Carolina where I would have to drive a great distance just to get to the Capitol um, to be able to serve and do this. Um, It it would be a a sacrifice and a big time commitment to do it. So the issues that I'm running on are very close to my heart um, and for the people that I would be serving Mm -hmm. in the coastal region. Um, first and foremost is our health and our environment. If we don't have our health and we don't have clean water and clean mm-hmm. air, then we can't survive. Um, nothing else matters beyond that. So the first things that I want to stand for are that we are um, oppose, opposed to and voting against offshore drilling mm-hmm. and seismic blasting. That we're taking care of um, our citizens in the area Um, that we're improving their access to health care, and at the same time we're taking care of marine life because marine life, you know, we we feed off of each other, and we want to support uh, the way of life, and this goes for the entire eastern seaboard in the United States. We want to support the way of life that we have come to know and appreciate, whether that is a farmer uh, being able to rotate crops and diminish the use of or um, use... um, different uh, methods of farming so that pesticides are not, you know, needed, right. um, where we can do a better job of taking care of everything large and small as far as, you know, humans and animals. There's a more humane way that we can approach everything. And then that goes into our health care. We do live in an underserved area, but I think lots of people can raise their hands mm-hmm. in Florida and Georgia and South Carolina across the board and say, we don't have access to the conservative care that we need. We don't have enough access to mental health. We don't have enough physical therapists in our areas. And when we do, do we have the, the access to PT, the kind of PT or the kind right. of OT or conservative therapies that we need? Because that is the way that we're going to pull ourselves out of the opioid crisis, which is another area yes. to target. And I think the biggest issue that overshadows all of that is, you know, we want clean air, clean water, and healthcare. is education. If we aren't addressing education from an early childhood developmental stage when we know it's the most critical um, all the way up through college and making it affordable, then we're not nurturing the next responsible generation. And that is kind of is the umbrella that goes over all of it, is we must nurture the next responsible generation generation. Oh, absolutely.
1: And we have to take a really short 30 second break to hear from our sponsors, NetHealth what do you hope to accomplish in 2018? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are top on the list. First, expand your visit capacity. Then get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance. The good news is there's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by Xfit, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Imagine PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. Learn more about Redock and complete revenue cycle management services at NetHealth.com/healthy.
2: Um, so, what does your expertise as a doctor of physical therapy
0: bring to this position? That's a good question. The first word that came to my mind when you asked me that question was compassion. Hmm. I became a licensed athletic trainer certified athletic trainer we have both um, of those recognitions in in the United States in 1995 I became a licensed physical therapist in 1998 and I started out in sports medicine I've ended up in orthopedics you know um, pelvic health mostly women's health and obviously I I, um, you know as you're aware put lots of emphasis on integrative therapies and Mm -hmm. the biopsychosocial approach. That is what we need overwhelmingly in our General Assembly, our legislature, um, and of course at the congressional level as well. Um, Just in talking to your neighbor, Mm -hmm. we need a level of compassion and a willingness to understand, a willingness to meet that person where they are that we don't currently have in our education um, and discussions on policy. So I think overwhelmingly that is what is needed to be brought to the conversation, no matter what party you're a member of. Um, the topics that I've mentioned are all nonpartisan. They, mm-hmm. They're not. E- they shouldn't right. even be quote, quote end of quote political in nature because they are about the preservation of what we know and the improvement of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me. Being a, a physical therapist means I bring compassion and willingness to sit and understand. Um, I've also done training with uh, Dr. Rianne, Rianne Eisler and her Caring Economics Theory and okay. pain, And that is based on breaking down walls of dominator model right. hierarchy where one person is just absolutely right and the other person is just absolutely wrong. Um, where patriarchy has ruled, um, unfettered, um, and unchecked, and has negated the other half of the population, that has considered feminine qualities of caring and compassion and nurturing to be somehow weak, and in fact, that's what will save us, is to demonstrate those qualities and to do it in in circles of policy and discussions Mm -hmm. at a legislative level. So that's probably what I would say we need more of. We need more compassion and understanding. And that's what being a PT would bring. Absolutely.
2: Well, after being a PT, I mean, you are a PT now, but that definitely makes you more empathetic and have that point of view. So that's that's wonderful. Um, and for our listeners out there today that are interested in running for a public office,
0: what advice would you give them? Yes, you can. <laughs> perfect answer you can absolutely you can absolutely reach out to me um on that step one step two step three i fully intend to win in november and i do look forward to being district two's senator um, and overturning this seat so that we can have some compassionate understanding conversations um and and move beyond just merely reaching across an aisle, but to create um, uh, the wind of change that um, can move us forward in a way that we haven't before. So my advice would be, yes you can, (laughs) and if the quagmire of details becomes overwhelming, um, I'm navigating them now, (laughs) so I'll be able to help you should you decide to run. Just get in contact with me, and I would be happy to put you in contact with other people so that we can create a village uh, for success to support the next generation and encourage PTs out there uh, and those who love PTs to run for office and make a difference. That is perfect.
2: <laughs>
0: is there a website or a social media platform
2: where people can learn more about you and your campaign for North Carolina Senate?
0: Absolutely. I would love to have your support in any manner possible. You can go to gingergarnernc.com, and I am on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at gingergarnernc. I would love to have you reach out, send us an email, volunteer for the campaign, um, spread the word across social media, if you will, and if you can make a donation, that makes it possible to let the people of North Carolina in that coastal district know, and across uh, North Carolina, that you have a choice in November and that choice is one um, that I mentioned earlier, that choice is one where we can have conversations of compassion and understanding and only then can we create great change.
2: That is great. So please do visit her website and go to social media and support Ginger Garner and her run for um, Senator of North Carolina. So thank you so much, Ginger. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It was so great to have you. And also thank you for running for this position. I think it's really amazing. And it's something that um, North Carolina needs and our world needs, and the PT world needs also. We really need more of us in there and healthcare providers in general. And like you said, we need more compassion um, in the government. So thank that's you. That's great. Thank you, Carrie.
0: <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh,
2: good. <laughs> um, and thank you to the listeners today for joining the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast.
1: And we hope you will join us again soon. So a huge thank you to Ginger and Carrie for that great episode. And like I said, hopefully now more people will run for office. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, NetHealth. So they are Redock, powered by XFIT, a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Plus, you can opt in to completely outsource billing services. That's the best way to optimize revenue. Imagine PT billing, coding, and compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting directly to you. Talk about a time saver. So to learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services, check them out at nethealth.com slash
0: healthy. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.